You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio with Andy Barrar. We've got a great show for you today. A little later, we'll uh, be talking with Peter Nowak, tech journalist and author of Humans 3.0, about wireless prices in Canada and will they go up more? Uh, it's uh, going to be very interesting. We're seeing them uh, already jacking the price up and Will it ever end? Peter will uh, give us the lowdown uh, on that. Of course, we'll be taking your tech calls and questions later on so we can help you uh, with on-air tech support or if you need uh, any uh, advice on uh, what kind of tech to buy for your home or your family. Some interesting uh, things in the news uh, this uh, week, Andy. We had a chance to uh, attend the BC Tech Summit uh, earlier this week, Mm -hmm. which was, I found, amazing. Uh, All these great uh, tech companies here uh, in, in the province, I didn't know there were so many, uh, all coming together down at the convention center, and uh, um, it's very heartening. You know, it, it's weird because this was the first BC Tech Summit, so we really we went in there not knowing what to expect. But they had uh, basically a technology showcase, and they're showing all the the local tech companies and the kind of products and services that they're putting out, and it's fantastic. You know, they I guess Vancouver in this area is really becoming like the Silicon Valley of Canada. Then you know, we have different pockets. There's some in Waterloo and in Ontario, and I think Alberta is also trying to kind of get that a little tech hub there. But it's just nice to see everybody in one space all together. Uh, interesting too, uh, and we're hearing more and more of this in the news here, uh, especially in uh, Vancouver. Uber um, still not here. Uh, one of the larger metropolitan cities in North America that doesn't have it. Um, the the BC Liberal government uh, has kind of done a, an about face on it, saying that uh, they know it's inevitable now, and they're looking at what it's going to take to bring Uber in. Uh, a bunch of uh, BC uh, tech. Uh, company founders and CEOs have actually sound, uh, signed an open letter to the government as well to to bring it in. But I just uh, I wonder how long this is going to take. You know, we see all these new technologies coming in, and you know, obviously some of them are very disruptive. Uh, but you know, is British Columbia, is Canada a barrier sometimes to those? It, you know, what was really funny I was at that BC Tech Conference. They had a lot of guys from Silicon Valley come down. For, for this conference, a lot of investors and, and venture capitalists. And uh, there was an after party, and I was telling some, someone was like, oh, I'm going to go and book an Uber. And I had to tell him, uh, we don't have Uber. And he was so confused. <laughs> he couldn't understand Vancouver. He goes, Van- you guys don't have Uber. And then I had to explain, oh, you know, there's, it's going to happen eventually, but you know, we don't. And it was kind of embarrassing, I have to say, you know, being, we're, we're trying to create this tech hub here. And yet, one of these disruptive technologies is not here just because of, for the most part, politics. But we know uh, the minister, Todd Stone, said it's not a matter of if, it's only when we'll get Uber and other car-sharing services like Lyft in Vancouver. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I find it fascinating. Uh, obviously, that one is a little easier to track. Uh, there's other uh, sharing economy technologies or apps like Airbnb, but they haven't really cracked down on that. I don't know how they would. Uh, I guess they can look on the listings uh, online, but, um, you know, essentially uh, they're kind of in the same boat, right? You know, obviously the government wants to make sure uh, these services uh, meet regulations and and bylaws and, you know, safety for consumers. Uh, Why hasn't Airbnb been put under the microscope? It's it's only a matter of time. It's it's funny how these tech things just happen. Like, Think about Uber, the valuation. It's in like the billions now. Yeah, I think it was actually worth more than GM. 
and company it, that actually makes things. It, isn't that and that's Uber funny. doesn't own anything? It doesn't even own it. It's a it doesn't service. own its cars. They yeah. just kind of like got at people with cars and said, "Okay, we're going to create this little system here." It's funny because when we were in Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show, that was the first time it was with you that I had, we had an actual Uber driver. Yeah, and it was it was very very interesting because. Well, this was on our way back home, so we're really tired. And this guy's cracking jokes, and he's like, "You know, you're from Canada, yeah." Yeah. And it was interesting because at the end, you have to rate your driver, and the driver rates you. Yes. And so he's like, "Well, guys, I'm going to give you five stars. I hope you give me five stars." And um, I was like, "This is interesting. How come this never happened with cabs all these years, where we could rate cab drivers? It never, it never happened. But now Uber comes, disrupts that entire industry." And it's just only a matter of time. Kind of reminds me of like Blockbuster being like the cabs and Netflix, you know, coming into the scene where it's like you could have had that if you were kept thinking and you were innovating. But yeah, but it's hard for a lot of these um, entrenched industries and companies to come up with a whole new business model. Like why? Why would they? They've got a good thing going. It's working. Um so that's why you see a lot of these companies come out of nowhere, like the Amazons and Netflix uh, of the world, and basically take over. So it's very hard for other companies that are in the same industry uh, to adapt to that kind of change. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of motto, I guess, yeah. is what they have. But if you just have those kind of like young minds, because you already have the, like, the ability to make that change, you just choose not to. As, a, as, as these, like, legacy companies. Because you don't have to in most cases. Well, look, where's Blockbuster now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere. In the dustbin of history. Yes. Really. Uh, but, you know, the reality is uh, taxis obviously provide an important service, uh, and I think they'll be around for many years to come. Uh, you know, can they adapt? You know, I know that many of these taxi companies are coming out with their own apps uh, to kind of have that Uber-esque kind of uh, feel, which I think is a great thing. Uh, but can they do that quickly? Well, it was interesting to see the dynamics of taxis, the cabs, and Uber drivers in Vegas. Because now you have an Uber line. Yes. One line just for Uber drivers and yep. another line just for the cabs. And so for me, it's like we, we go to Vegas every year. When I saw that, I was like, oh, my. Like this happened in one year where they start dividing them. And it's interesting when you talk to each of them, the cab drivers and the Uber drivers, and see what they think of each other because they're going for the same customers. But one's a more established, regulated industry, and the other one's more disruptive. And it's, it's, they found a middle ground, over, at least in Las Vegas, and I know other cities as well. I don't know if the taxi drivers think it's a middle ground. <laughs> exactly. there. But, you know, I think there's you know, a lot of cases where uh, you know, this type of service would complement you know, the existing taxi service. You know, I, I live out in uh, South Surrey. And God help me if I need to get a cab yeah. out there during a busy time. And then when I do, the prices are just astronomical mm-hmm. for them. And, you know, especially during uh, busy nights like Fridays and Saturday nights, it's very difficult to, to get a taxi ride. So uh, I think, you know, that type of service, an Uber-type service or a Lyft-type service would complement that out there. Will it take jobs away from taxi drivers? Um, I don't know. Probably. But, again, I think... This technology is here to stay, so uh, the taxi industry has to adapt to it as well. Yeah, and I think they will. Um, it's, it's inevitable. The only question now is when will Uber arrive in this city, and how is that going to change the, the landscape of, of just getting transportation from one place to another? Well, we'll uh, find out. We've got a lot more show for you. You'll want to stick around. Uh, we're going to be talking about wireless prices. Are you concerned about your cell bill now? Well, it's going to get more expensive. <laughs> 
Where will it stop? We've got Peter Nowak, uh, who will be on the line. He's a tech journalist and author of Humans 3.0 to uh, give us his thoughts. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Up next, we're talking about wireless. We're talking about wireless a lot. Everyone's always concerned about pricing. On the line, we have uh, our good friend Peter Nowak. He is a tech journalist and author of Humans 3.0. Thanks for joining us, Peter. My pleasure. Peter, the uh, the wireless bills are going up again. <laughs> is this is this your fault? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wish. Uh, no, I, I wish I could say I was surprised, but uh, I'm sure none of us are. Yeah, we're uh, we're looking at some of the big guys. Uh, Telus, Rogers, Bell. Uh, this week, basically, um, it's come out that uh, wireless bills will probably be going up at, at least five dollars. And what's the re- reason or rationale behind that, Peter? Uh, well, the reason that they say they're going up is uh, because of the Canadian dollar, which of course is just in the tank right now um and so you know these companies they get uh they buy a lot of their network equipment and their phones and so on from u.s companies so that's what they say is uh, is really the cause but um it you know to say it's kind of a dubious excuse would be i think would be charitable um these price of uh price increases aren't taking effect in saskatchewan manitoba or quebec where coincidentally there are fourth uh number four carriers there so you've got uh, MTS in Manitoba and Saskatoon and Saskatchewan, and in Quebec you have Videotron, and these are relatively strong uh, companies that are, uh, you know, decent competitors. I think we've talked before about how prices are lower in those provinces, uh, considerably lower. So of course, uh, you know, the, I guess the Canadian dollar hasn't gone up in those provinces. <laughs> to this excuse. You know, it's challenging, uh, and you know, you read all sorts of different studies. Uh, some saying we have some of the highest wireless prices in the world. Others saying that you know we're in line with everyone else. Um, are, is this the end of it, or are we going to see them go up even more? Yeah, I think we're going to see them go up every, even more because uh, you know what's ha- we're also seeing actually prices increase on uh, home internet and home phone and in television as well. So these are just basically across-the-board price hikes uh, by most of the telecom companies. And I think we're going to see them. Uh, we're going to see more of these increases this year, uh, and probably next year as well, uh, because we've got these new television rules coming in this year. In March, this is uh, the CRTC has basically opened up the whole TV business. So in March, uh, the, the television providers, which of course are also the companies that sell us our cell phone services, uh, they're going to have to offer what's called a skinny basic bundle. Um, and that's basically, they're going to, the, the ceiling on that price is going to be $25. And that's going to be a group of basic channels. Uh, and then by December, they'll have to offer individual a la carte channels. So this is something that people have been wanting for a long time, where you can just buy the channels that you want. You don't have to subscribe to all the junk that you don't. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of debate over whether people are actually going to save money uh, in this regime. Uh, I think they will, because I think I, I see a lot of people subscribing to that skinny basic bundle and then, you know, picking up a few channels that they want. Uh, those channels, I can't see them being all that expensive. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot of people shave their cable bills. And uh, that means you're going to see the, 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 the telecom companies kind of lose some revenue there. And, you know, the way it happens is because they sell so many other services, uh, you know, if they lose in one area, they're going to raise in another. 
Well, I think that's a fundamental business principle that a lot of people aren't understanding. Uh, yeah. These guys are, they're, they're companies and, you know, they're public companies and it's their job to make money. So uh, when one area of their business uh, suddenly takes a haircut as far as revenue, they have to make that money up somewhere else. So uh, like you said, uh, other parts of the business, you know, most likely will have to increase their pricing. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's part of the problem, I think, in Canada specifically, where you have um, you know, the companies, companies are very vertically integrated. And that means what that means is that they, um, you know, they're, they're not single purpose players. They don't just sell one service, they sell every service. Um, and so that's, that's one of the problems when you do have companies that are so vertically integrated is, you know, if um, the government or the CRTC takes action to protect consumers in one area, um, you know that then that should, those those uh, those fees and whatever just get transferred to another area. When you have companies that aren't so vertically integrated, as you do in in most other countries, uh, you know. So, for example, in the U.S., if um, if the government were, for example, to pass some kind of rules that lowered cell phone bills, well, there's a couple of cell phone companies that can't then just turn around and raise home internet bills because they don't sell home internet service. So that's, that's one of the downsides I think we have of, of having such a vertically integrated market in Canada. Peter, we, we learned recently that Shaw is going to buy uh, Wind Mobile. Do you think that, that, that additional competition in the wireless space, will, will that help uh, lower the prices or can we just expect that it's not going to make much of a difference? I don't think it's going to make much of a difference for um, for any anytime soon because what what's the deal with wind is wind has a, a relatively bad network it doesn't have as good a network as Bell Rogers and Telus does and the reason for that mostly is because they don't have uh, something called Spectrum which is the wireless airwaves that all cell phones run on um, they have a little bit of it uh, but they need more of it and they need also higher quality spectrum um, and Shaw doesn't have it Shaw's going to have to try to acquire it somehow. Uh, until they get that that better spectrum, there I don't see their network uh, improving all that much more. Um, so you know I think it's going to continue as it has for the for for the last few years, where Wind sells service that's uh, significantly cheaper than the uh, bigger guys, but it's also you know if you've ever tried it, you know that it's not nearly as good. So you're you're thinking uh, another couple years out. Yeah, I, I think we're going to have to see some sort of deals made for uh, for Shaw to acquire some better spectrum. Um, you know, ironically, Videotron over in Quebec uh, bought a lot of this good spectrum uh, not too long ago in an auction um, outside of Quebec, actually, across Canada. And so they're kind of just sitting on that stuff. And uh, so I think uh, most people are kind of expecting some sort of deal to be made there. Maybe Shaw can uh, either buy that spectrum from Videotron or rent it or something to that effect. Um, you know, and, and that's probably the best route towards Shaw actually having a, a better quality network that can compete with Bell Rogers and Telus. You know, other interesting things I'm reading as well. Uh, some of the big guys are, are doing away with uh, um, price uh, subsidies for uh, people that bring their own device to the network. Whereas, you know, before you might get a, a $10 a month discount if you brought your own phone. Uh, I'm, I'm reading that uh, that might not be the case going forward. Yeah, and that's another part of this whole price hike uh, business. And, and it's, uh, it's a really you know, one that's not as easily explained. Um, I, the suspicion there is that you know they were giving you these discounts if you brought your own phone, but it looks like uh, too many people were doing that. So it looks like the carriers are, are trying to push people back onto contracts, uh, you, you, which is um, I don't know if that's a positive development or what. But 
it's going to be an interesting situation because with the Canadian dollar so low, I'm sure you've noticed that the price of phones is just going, you know, through the roof. Uh, I think an iPhone, to, to your typical iPhone now, is somewhere in the in the neighborhood of $900 a new iPhone. So, um, how many people are going to be buying new phones, and how many are going to be opting for contracts even at inflated levels? That's what we're going to be seeing. Uh, we're going to have to see how that unfolds over the next year or so. Time to go back to your flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Peter, uh, I want to thank you for joining us. Peter Nowak, tech journalist and author of Three. Uh, Humans 3.0, uh, fantastic book. Where can people reach you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Peter Nowak, and uh, also I've got a website. It's alphabetic.com. Look at you. Your empire is growing. <laughs> I'm one of, I read it all the time. Do it's you? A, fantastic. Yeah, it's well, great. thank you again, Peter, and good luck with everything. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. We're going to open up the phone lines now, taking any of your tech calls or questions. If you've got uh, some uh, tech that's giving you trouble, be it a smartphone, uh TV, computer, tablets, we can uh, help you out with that. 604-280-9898 or 1-877-399-9898 if you're phoning uh, long distance. Uh, We can also help you with uh, uh, buying advice uh, as well. There's uh, lots of uh, great uh, tech deals uh, out there in the marketplace right now. Again, the phone number is 604-280-9898. And if you're phoning long distance anywhere in Canada or North America for that matter, one 399 You are listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Your calls after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. We're opening up the phone lines, taking your tech calls and questions here on Get Connected. 604-280-9898 is the local number. And if you're phoning anywhere else in North America, we have a toll-free number as well. It's one 399 going to jump here right away to the line. We've got uh, Stephen. How you doing, Stephen? Hi. I'm, I have a question regarding um, burning a, a, a DVD from the Internet. What, what format do I need to use in order to have it work on my DVD player? My DVD player is a Zenith DVD player from... 2004, approximately. Yeah, and you have a computer with a DVD burner in it? Well, my parents do, but yeah. Yeah, so uh, good question. Um, Not many people use DVD players anymore, I guess, but there are still millions of them out there. Uh, So a lot of the video, it just depends what kind of video you're getting. You're going to need some type of software to do this. Uh, So, you know, a popular one would be Nero, Mm -hmm. and spelled N-E-R-O. And that one will accept most file formats uh, that you download off uh, the internet, whether it's like a, an MP4 or, or what have you. So uh, check Nero. Uh, I know you can actually download that uh, online. Uh, I forget the cost uh, on that, probably about 50, 60 bucks. Uh, but that will make things simpler for you. The, the only thing you got to make sure of if you're going to use Nero is that it will do two things. It will make you a data DVD if you just wanted to like back up files. But you have to make sure that you set it on to make a, a DVD that's playable. And that option exists inside Nero. So you just want to make sure you select the right one. Otherwise, your DVD player will not recognize it if it's a data. Although some newer DVD players do recognize both the data and the standard DVD formats. Again, the number is 604 We've uh, got Pat on the line. Hey, Pat. Hi, um, I was talking to Andy a while ago. I'm the senior lady with a six-year-old a Samsung cell phone, not a smartphone, with okay. no reception being received. 
south of Penticton, but uh, the smartphone people who are on Rogers and Fido's, they can receive. So my question to Andy again was, um, what about if I just switched over to the TELUS uh, company as opposed to my present Rogers? Do you think that would work? Yeah, you know, they all have similar coverage. Um, I don't know what particular uh, technology or network that your particular phone is accessing. Uh, it sounds like it is a bit of an older uh, phone. Uh, but I know in the Okanagan, the reception is pretty good for smartphones. And you can pick these things up fairly inexpensively uh, now. Uh, you know, you can go to a, a London Drugs, and they've got uh, what are called unlocked phones. Uh, and these are phones that will work on any network, uh, essentially. So um, I would go down to one of the London Drug stores, uh, talk to their uh, cell phone guys in there. They're, they're really good, and they know what they're talking about. Uh, you know, you can pick up uh, a smartphone for like 100 bucks, maybe even cheaper, but uh, they would actually have a good selection. And, and you know, those particular phones, you know, would probably work quite well throughout the, uh, the Okanagan Valley. Another thing you can do, uh, Pat, is also go to the stores for Telus or Rogers and ask to see their coverage map. And they'll have a big map there that will show you what areas. And so you can kind of tell them, well, I live right here and I'm looking for coverage here. And they'll be able to show you what, what, um, what type of uh, cell phone coverage you'll get in that area. And they're trying to roll out the LTE network everywhere. I know they're, they're pushing it into the Okanagan, but just double-check with them to see uh, that, what range is going to be covered on that map that they provide in their store. Yeah, and, you know, smartphones obviously have a lot of capability. Uh, you know, not only can you send and receive calls, which is probably what you want, uh, you can also uh, get data packages as well. Um, you know, if you don't need that data, Pat, if you just want to make calls, you don't have to get the data package. You can keep your existing talk and text uh, plan. So, you know, don't feel pressured to go that data route unless it's something that you want and, to explore. And the newer phones also have better antennas built in yeah. because the, the wireless spectrum has changed a lot in the last couple of years. So you want to make sure you kind of have a, a, a fairly new phone that, that uses the, the latest antennas to get the coverage you need. Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned TELUS. Uh, the TELUS folks are really nice. Uh, you know, uh, their stores will actually offer you uh, help in learning how to use your phone. They have little tutorials uh, where they'll actually have a real-life person uh, talk you through some of the features uh, of the smartphone. So, you know, shop around. Uh, again, check out London Drugs. I always recommend them. You can also check out some of the TELUS stores. Uh, they've got some good folks, uh, you know, in there that can uh, help you out uh, as well. Did you see this um, this self-driving baby stroller? Yes. I talked to Jill Bennett this morning about it on uh, her show a little bit, but uh, this is a, uh, a new baby stroller called the Smart Bee uh, that will basically drive hands-free, kind of like a self-driving car but in a baby stroller format. So as a parent, you can now just walk and your stroller will follow you. And it's, it's cool because <laughs> if you stop, the stroller will stop. If you walk... Backwards, the stroller will walk or drive backwards. So it's aware of its surroundings, so it'll actually avoid obstacles, you know, people, dogs, uh, sidewalk curbs, uh, what have you. Um, it also has a heater in it to keep the baby warm, a baby bottle warmer as well. This is like truly the connected stroller. But you know what is funny, Mike, is this is not the first like high-tech stroller. We reviewed one from a company called Four Moms. Yep. I or, believe it was Origami. called Origami. Yeah. That was self-folding. You just press a button, it would fold itself. <laughs> no, I love that thing. And uh, I remember we did a segment uh, in Whistler, and we got everything together, and we got the big production crew. We got the stroller. But the one thing we were missing was a baby because <laughs> there's a safety feature in the stroller that you can't shut it if you have a baby in it. And so I was this weird guy walking around the, uh, the village 
looking for parents with little babies so I can say, oh, do you mind if I bore your baby for a second so we can film this uh, stroller that's not supposed to uh, fold up with the baby in it? And a police report. And yeah, no, nobody offered. So we had to use a little dog, actually, <laughs> just to... But it's kind of amazing, some of this technology. You know, I don't know how safe you would feel about putting your baby in one of these. It's kind of more of like, like this is a company out of Manhattan. So you know there's going to be someone there in Manhattan who's like, I need to have this. So they can go walk through Central Park and their strollers following them while they're drinking coffee and <laughs> ignoring their baby that's inside it. How much do you think? 1500 $3,000. $3,000. US, US dollars. Yeah. That's like... $10,000 Canadian. Uh, you know, there's a lot of parents that would shell that money out. Mm-hmm. Coming soon. Smart baby stroller. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll take more of your tech calls and questions. 604-280-9898. If you're phoning long distance anywhere in North America, 1-877-399-9898. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Brar. We've opened up the phone lines, taking your tech calls and questions, 604-280-9898. And, of course, toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. You'll jump here to George. Hey, George. Hi. Hi. Um, the Telesoptic TV interface that they brought up. Yes. Is there any way of converting back to the old one? Because this one is... He's a crap. <laughs> George, do you fear change? <laughs> no, I don't fear change, but trying to switch, like we, we, we PVR a lot of stuff. Yeah. And trying to switch back from PVR to, to live TV yeah. uh, takes over 30 seconds compared to just punching a button before. So, you know, it's not efficient. <laughs> no, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times when they do these updates, you can't go back. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, obviously, they think they're doing a better interface. Uh, I guess in your case, you're not uh, you're not feeling the love yet. No, definitely not. <laughs> no, uh, you know, it, it is uh, you know a good comment there. I I know when any type of new interface is introduced, there's a certain chunk of people that it doesn't work for properly. Uh, they don't like it. You know how Facebook updates their interface. Yeah. yeah. And everyone, you know, starts a petition, you know, petition to get the old Facebook interface back. But no one after about six months can ever remember what the old Facebook was like. Exactly. But it's funny because, like, I don't have – I'm one of those those cord nevers, never got a cable subscription. So I don't really have one at home. I use the over-the-air uh, HD antennas. Yeah. But I have to go to my parents' house every once in a while because they need help and I'm – tech Andy, so they expect me to help them. <laughs> and they're trying to get me to set up Optic TV, and I couldn't figure it out. It was really confusing. And I'm like, man, how come this is not intuitive? Like, usually you can just pick something up and figure it out. Not for that. Like, there's, like, channels. There's so many hundreds of channels, but they have some over here, and then you have to go, like, yeah. through hundreds of channels to find the next one. It, and it was so hard. And I'm, like, a tech guy, and I couldn't figure it out. So I, I feel your pain. Yeah, it, it is challenging, George. I remember... Um, um, Back a few years ago, I had uh, you know a Shaw box, and the new Shaw Gateway came out, and I thought, mm-hmm. "Oh my God, I got to have this! It's amazing!" You know, PVR for the whole house. Uh, I got it in, excited about the the possibilities, and the interface was just not as simple or fluid as the old interface on my old Shaw box, and it drove me mental. Yeah, like for weeks and weeks, I even phoned them, like, <laughs> "When are you going to fix this? I don't like it." And they're like, "You know, calm down, Mister Agarbo." Uh, but eventually. Um, your brain starts adapting to the the new interface. It, it'll take a few months. 
George, you might also look online to see if there's maybe some shortcuts uh, that will help get you back to live TV quicker. Or even phone. Phone tell us and say, hey, uh, I can't get there as quick. Uh, is there some other way that I, I can do it? Maybe, maybe there is. It's like some there, there secret, has to be some secret code or something you know, to unlock the, the power of that box. But, you know, you might also try uh, the Telus Optic uh, TV app as mm-hmm. well. You know, you can get it for your smartphone and for your iPad. And you'd be amazed at how quickly you can get around in the app compared to just clicking through, you know, the physical remote control. It, it's got some pretty good functionality. So, George, if you haven't tried that yet, uh, try out the Optic TV app and see if that will uh, make your life uh, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You can jump here to Mike. Hey, Mike. Yes, um, I just want you guys to publicize more uh, as a taxpayer in uh, property values exceedingly high. Why we should we pay a lot of the taxes to subsidize the transportation industry where uh, Uber can use digital technology can allow uh, uh, the need of us to reduce that? So I'm you're sure. saying you're saying uh, companies or technologies like Uber are more efficient than will eventually save us money in taxes? Well, why, why build the buses when, you know, our society has 930 transportation vehicles per 1,000 people? Yeah. And most of them sitting in the garage doing nothing. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's an interesting th- thought here. So what Mike is saying, uh, why do we not open up to these technologies like the Ubers, these ride-sharing services, um, instead of investing in buses and what have you. Well, you know, I think the simple answer to that right now, Mike, is uh, I do believe that we need technologies and and services like Uber. There's no question. I don't think we're being adequately served from that perspective. Uh, But you can't beat transit like buses and, you know, the SkyTrains and Canada Line from moving a sheer volume of people. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And another thing I that we didn't really talk about with Uber is the jobs that they create. And you can make a little bit extra money on the side yeah. by just saying, you know what, on this weekend, it's Friday night, I'm just going to be an Uber driver and get people home from the bars or the clubs and, and, and make some money on the side. It's a, it's a great kind of a solution to, to create jobs and to help the economy as well. Yeah, so, you know, it, it is a, an open market economy in, in most, uh, you know, uh, metropolitan cities, uh, you know, if there is a better way, hopefully that will take hold. But for now, uh, I don't think, you know, the Uber type technologies can compete as far as the sheer volume of people that need to be moved every day. But uh, hopefully we will start seeing these technologies come into place and, and offer us more choice. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, it's App of the Week time with Christina. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected, Mike Agarbo and Andy Barrar, keeping you entertained uh, this week. It's now that time of the week, app time. Uh, we've got Christina Stoyanova in studio. What uh, app goodness do you have for us this time? I have an app for pet owners today. This is interesting. Yes. People love their pets. People do love their pets, especially in Vancouver. We are a very pet-friendly city. I do not love my pets. Yes, you do. I have this cat, and it, it does not care about me. It does care about you. No, it, she brings you presents all the time. Yeah, dead small animals, and then you know, never cuddles with me or anything. It just wants food, brings me these crazy things, and and I do not have any nice leather furniture anymore. It's gone because of this cat. So yes, so, so but you have an abundance of small animals to feed on. Well, I don't feed on them. 
well, that's what she thinks they're for. <laughs> She's taking care of you. So does this help me get rid of my cat or what does this app do? No, it helps you keep your cat healthy. Okay. Hopefully. Yes. So the app is called Cuddly and it's spelt with a K. Yes. K-U-D-D-L-Y. And what it does is it gives you access 24-7 to veterinarians to email and or live chat with if you have a question. So I could ask, where can I take my cat so I don't have to see it anymore? I don't think that's the purpose. <laughs> and I don't think any veterinarian is going to provide you with that advice. I'm going to get emails about this. I'm yes. kidding. I love my cat. Um, so this is kind of interesting. Uh, as we know, believe me, I know, going to a vet, uh, you know, obviously very good at what they do, but it can get expensive. It can, especially if you're going in for just, you know, your run-of-the-mill question about, you know, the cat food or something like that. Yes. If it's not a medical thing, where do you turn except to take your cat to, to the vet and spend a lot of money to ask a simple question? Or, or you try to diagnose it yourself using the internet, which is probably never a good thing if you don't know <laughs> Anything no, of course. About veterinary medicine. Yes. So this isn't going to replace your vet visits. If your your pet has a gaping wound, you should still just take your, vet, your cat to the vet. But um, it it does help you with questions, food, you know. Minor issues. Exactly. exactly. And so uh, does it tie directly into like real veterinarians? Yes. They are verified veterinarians, and so it uh, gives you a direct line to them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's pretty impressive. Is it expensive? No, it is um, $10 to live chat with a vet. That's not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah. That is U.S., so there's a bit of an exchange thing going on for us right now. Still, I mean, compared to hundreds of dollars. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And then if you are okay with doing it over email, it's $2. But I mean, that's a good thing. You know, obviously, um, you know, if you are having some health issues with your, uh, your, your pet, you obviously want to see a veterinarian. But this, this could give you peace of mind. They could, yes, they could help sure. guide you in the right direction. Yeah, if there is some sort of behavior that you're wondering about, if you should be concerned about, you yeah, can ask that question. Why is the question. cat wrecking all my stuff? I don't know if they'll help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Uh, again, it's called... Cuddly. Cuddly, with a K. Yes, exactly. And what platforms? iOS and Google. Sorry, Android. Thank you very much. (laughs) Looks like that's all the time we have left. Uh, Andy, uh, Mike, and Christina uh, logging off for this week. We want to thank the Get Connected crew as always. Andy, my co-host and producer, and the rest of the Get Connected uh, team back at the office. Paul, Sherry, Wes, even AJ. AJ too. We'll see you again next week.